<laughs> Bill, how you doing, big man? I'm good. How is you, everybody? None too shabby. Right, well, before I introduce Robert, we should say that obviously, first off, we're going to talk about the Vikings, and Robert was at the game. So uh, we should probably start with that. So how are we doing, Robert? Well? I'm doing pretty good. Everything's going good except for that result of the game. But, uh, yeah, Dallas is amazing for those that have never been there. Jerry World is the real deal. I mean, it's I've been there. It's my third time there. And uh, it's the only time I went when they actually lost. The other two times I went is when they had uh, playoff wins last year against the Seahawks and back in 14 against the Lions. And uh, I've been to several games of the Vikings and the Cowboys, and this is also the first game I've seen the Cowboys lose against the Vikings since I can't I can't remember it, the last time I went to a game that they lost against them. So a little uh, little unfortunate that that had to happen, but I went out to just unbelievable. So Dallas has this place called Texas Live, which is about six blocks from the stadium that you have to check out. It's like a shopping mall size, but it's all bars, restaurants, and then bars in the middle of it. Features a you know a 200 or 300 inch screen LCD, other TVs wrapped around it, so you can get the idea. It's two floors, and it gives you a very beautiful view of Jerry World, and it's like I said, six blocks away. Go check it out, <clears throat> and there's food for every type, beers for every beers and drinks for everyone, and yeah. So if you ever do get to go to a game, make sure you check out Texas Live. Uh, we were on the second floor, uh, second row, and it was the I've never seen a game this packed in my life. I mean, it was, there was more people there than for the playoff game. Oh, it was insane. The um, atmosphere was loud. There were a lot of Vikings fans uh, that, you know, the American flag for uh, veterans day was pretty cool. I mean, the flag that size is just incredible. And it was surrounded by servicemen and everything else or service, service people. And, uh, it was just really cool. I mean, from the kickoff, and I was talking from the from the kickoff. You know, I, I didn't like the fact that we didn't win the coin toss, and then when we went down and you know kicked the ball, you know they kicked the toss actually, and we I, I liked the first play, the QB sneak. I mean, that was a good play. I mean, that was creative. We weren't gonna do the same thing we always do with run it to see on the first play. And uh, just being in the stands is just incredible. You, you feel the the loudness, the just the energy. <clears throat> Something to be said. Um, yeah, overall, I mean, it was cool seeing the uh, toe tapping te- catches. I mean, Dak Prescott was completely on fire. The only thing outside I didn't like about the game be the uh, couple of things that pointed out from the game is when we first possession of the game when we tried to kick a 53 or 57 yard field goal thought that was a little early in the game to do that then we gave the ball to the vikings on the 43 or 47 yard line i didn't of, like that i agree with you on that one but i think that i think that someone in cowboys well was listening to our podcast last year last week and thought yeah let's give it to brett maher every time yeah that's what ben says let's do let's, let's do it yeah yeah, sorry guys, my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it had worked though, we could have coined that, couldn't we? We could. we, we, we <laughs> said it first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, Rob, carry oh. on. <laughs> oh no, no problem. And uh, huh, I mean, 
the first half until we got the tie. I mean, when you're tied, that it was kind of it was never quiet like pin drop quiet. So I feel like we got some of the best fans in the world. Um, I know a lot of stadiums. If their team's down fourteen nothing, you can hear a pin drop. Was not the case in uh, AT and T Stadium, and uh, really just wish we would have got that <clears throat> the win. I think we all agree with that. Uh, the one, the one thing I thought was pretty exciting was when we thought it was the end of the second, towards the end of the second quarter, when Demarcus Lawrence, we thought it was a fumble, ended up being an incomplete pass, touchdown in the end zone. I mean, that was that was pretty impressive. I mean, we didn't see it. We don't see stuff like that all the time, but on that jumbotron, oh my gosh, it's, it makes it clear as day. It's better than watching it in your house. It, it was definitely it was, his hand was definitely going forward on that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, I, it was a good call, and it was a good call by the ref that they allowed it to play on as well, and then came back to the decision. Yeah, yeah, I I, I hate to say it, but I completely agree with that as well. I was like, yeah, it's like. And and when you, when you said that the crowd was still in it when and when we were fourteen nothing down, at no point when we were fourteen nothing down did I think, ah, oh, we're in trouble here. At no point, yeah. I I was still pretty confident. Fourteen nothing down, eh? It it doesn't mean too much when you when you can move the ball up the field, and you know it only take it only takes takes a, a, a you know it only takes a quarter to get that back. Yeah, but also it's what we've been doing all season. So I don't really worry with the Cowboys until the fourth quarter. And then I'm like, right, can we actually catch up and do them it? Um, mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. Like, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, we've lost another one. Oh, God damn, there's another one. And then I'm like, well, Dak will polish it off and start smashing it a bit, as he has been doing and as he keeps doing. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it does make every game. <laughs> Like, or what was it I said last week? Like, your ass is like a windstorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, for all the... Um, oh, sorry, Robert, go for it, mate. Isn't it from all the new listeners? My voice normally doesn't sound this low, but it was from screaming at the game and going crazy. Another thing I want to point out that I think we're going to touch base on, I'll have some comments on, is... uh. How Dak was, I think his pass rating was 88-something. He was having one of the odds. And, yeah, his he was having a career game. And uh, the only thing that really didn't show up was Zeke. And that was kind of a depressing factor, especially in the end when I felt that we were given the perfect script to go in, win that game. Vegas had us favored by three. It would have put us up 31-28. Vegas would have been on right on the money, three points. Spread, close the game out, go home happy, and uh, we just Zeke just couldn't do it. And I feel that everybody wants to blame the play calling or the coach. And ultimately, what it came down to is we trusted Zeke to do it. We gave him all that money, and he just let us down. I, and I think a couple of those plays. I'm I'm gonna give that to the play calling as well, though, because because let's put it this way. So in in the fourth quarter. And we had to score. We had to <clears throat> score a touchdown. We had four minutes left on our own 26. We completed a 20-yard pass to Cobb, a 10-yard pass to Cooper, an incomplete. 13-yard pass to Gallup, 20-yard pass to Cooper. Zeke went up the middle for two yards. An 8-yard pass to Witt, an 8-yard pass to Cooper. Zeke no gain. Zeke minus three yards. Zeke gets a pass blocked. 
it was mm-hmm. it's all, it's working it's pass 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 it's 10 yards 13 yards 20 yards it's per- working perfectly and the moment that we had to to do it is the moment that we think hey this rushing game hasn't worked all game they've they've stopped yeah. us on what did they stop zeke on what 40 yards total yeah. and then all yeah sudden, 40 yards all, worst all game sudden, i think is worst game second so all of a sudden now now that that it's the, the the final quarter we have to score and we've just literally run it up the field in two pat thrown it up the field in two minutes all of a sudden what this running defense is going to allow us through it was ridiculous mm. it was yeah it i can understand the calls but why would you, it's the exact reverse of what Russell uh, what what Russell Wilson had when he was in the um, Super Bowl? Why when yeah. he, you know when when rush, the running game was working so well did they pass the ball? Why yeah. when the Cowboys passing game was dominant and mm-hmm. uh, Dak was on 397 yards? We had we had three wide receivers who was pretty much close to 100 yards and a touchdown each. And we thought, yeah, let's give it to Zeke. That's not worked all game. It's going to work now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I can get why they did it. Um, they did it because they were like, well, we'll keep passing. We've run it once. We'll run it another two times. They're not going to see it coming. I think that was probably the idea behind it. But that's not even... Like, I get what you're saying, though. The pattern was working to have done it. That's not even my, my problem with it. My problem with Zeke all game... And don't get me wrong, I'm not having to go with Zeke. I don't want to lose Zeke. I don't want to get rid of him. I love him. I rate him. I think great running back. I'm only talking about the Vikings game. But something was not right in his head. If you saw several, several runs, he'd go for it, change his mind, move, take a step, and then go straight into three people. Yeah. And he kept doing it. He just he wasn't finding space. There was something not clicking with his eyesight. I don't know what was going on. It was always up the middle as well. It, it, yeah, there, there, was, there was nothing. There was. It almost looked like they were just playing the same play every time. It there wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't a great deal to it. It was. High, then, it, it was high school football. Yeah, it was. He'd go to run up the middle and then he'd stop, take a step to the left, and then keep running back up the middle. And you're like, like they're already there, Belland. Like, come on, Bob, what are you doing? I don't know. Yeah, there was just. But he just he looked shitty on the sidelines the whole time. I don't know what was going on with him, but it just he like I know the play caller had some do with it, but I, I don't. It was it, he wasn't the Zeke that I know and love. He didn't look hungry. He looked tired and bored, and like he wanted to go home and have a wank. He looks. This is my problem with Zeke. Period is tired and bored. I don't know if you look, yeah. if, if you watch interviews with other players. Um, like Dak's always hungry. He's, he's he's eloquent and he's he's up there and he's telling his story. And you get you get D-Law who who sort of who who sort of <laughs> write, writes checks and then goes and pays with cash, and yeah. and then and then you you get these interviews with Zeke and it's Zeke's just just so it's the apathy. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be talking to people. He's yeah. he doesn't ha- seem to have a sense of humor. He's not having fun. And you see it on the field as well. When you saw him sat on the sidelines, he was just like, nah. Yeah. And, and that's always troubled me with, with Zeke. And that's one of the reasons I didn't want to pay him a great deal because you can see the sort of 
eh, well, well, I don't need to bother now. Yeah. And and a perfect example of this came, was it two seasons back when there was a turnover and Zeke was the only man that wasn't running to make a tackle? He was just yeah. stood there, sort of uh, almost walking off the field. And the play was still happening and he got a lot of flack for it. That's that's how I see Zeke at times. Yeah. yeah. I think Zeke, the <clears throat> one thing that nobody brings up ever, Zeke's a hell of a blocker. He is. That is one thing he was doing. He was blocking. I mean, he Dak had for 80, 90% of the plays all day to throw and I'm, look. I mean, yeah. he he did his, true. he made that's sure. Very true. That's very true. <clears throat> so in that sense, he did a good job. I would say um, overall, I mean, Amari or Amari, yeah, Cooper and Cobb, they made almost every pass thrown to him. Toe touchers, I mean, there is five passes that Dak Prescott threw that had less than a 27% or less than a 28% chance of catch. Mm. <clears throat> and I you really we could, couldn't. We could all agree that. Throwing and receiving was not our problem. It was brilliant. Um, some of those Cooper catches um, had me with shaky leg syndrome. Like it was. <laughs> I I noticed um, there was a few issues with him uh, with his timing with Gallup and the long balls when he was throwing mm. deep. And I like the fact that he threw deep. Don't get me wrong, but he was either throwing into to double coverage where the safety was always going to be on top of Gallup or he was just throwing way ahead. Yeah, but uh, I think I'm not too worried about that because some games he has trouble throwing Gallup long balls, other games he has trouble throwing Gallup short balls. Him and Gallup are still trying to get that, do you know what I mean, get that Jimmy Sequoia. Gallup, um, and he has it more with Gallup than anyone else. Um, but when Gallup's on point, he's on point. I think Gallup's still a rookie. He's still, he's still nailing it. Well, he's not a rookie, but you know what I mean. Second year, he's still he's getting there. He's definitely improving over time. Even though he does have the odd dodgy catch. Then when he was throwing the same catches to Cooper, Cooper was just like, oh, thank you. Cheers, boom. Like, you know, and I, th- I think part of that's Cooper's speed. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, more than Dak's throw, I think. Um but yeah, it's just one of those things. The stuff with Gallup, as long as Dak's not doing it to every receiver, it doesn't really bother me. Like I'm expecting Gallup to miss your catch because he's still he's young, he's hungry, um, but he's you know he, he's he's still not perfect with his stepping and chasing. Um, but he is coming on very very nicely, very very nice. Yeah, Dak finished the game on 397 yards for three touchdowns, one interception that I'm not even going to credit to him because it was a hail mary. And I hate, the yep. fact, I hate, I always hate the fact that those interceptions get put on people's stats. Eighty-seven point five quarterback rating, as Rob said earlier. He was only twenty-eight for forty-six in attempts, though, um, which isn't great. Oh no, I, thought, oh, I didn't realise it. Was. Yeah. <clears throat> Still though, in those twenty-eight attempts, mate, he got nearly four hundred yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm on fine with that. And if you do the math on that, that's pretty incredible for his average yards per pack. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I'm fully okay with that. Fully okay with that. And that was with Zeke not running the ball. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. If Zeke had been able to run a bit more, we'd have smashed them by 
by probably two TDs. I think that's 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 the difference there. I, I don't know about that. That can that can end up like a, a double sided sword because the reason the passing game was working, that was good. The the O line was good, but they were stacking the box against Zeke. So yeah, we can't always blame it on Zeke because they were stacking the box for Zeke. Uh, but we yeah. can't also blame Zeke and say that the passing game was working when Zeke wasn't because they were trying to stop Zeke. So it is, it is one of those, you know, you have to, you have to give, give the defense a bit of credit as well, even though I did just have a big slagging off against Zeke, but it was more the coach. <laughs> it, it, it was more the coach, you know, I was slagging off. I think, yeah. I think overall as well, I think our defense, there was only, there was only one sack each either side on this game. There wasn't, it wasn't a very strong um, sort of hit the quarterback game. There was a lot of hits. I think there was like nine and seven um, hitting the quarterback either side. Um, there was only that one interception that doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, so it was a clean game. Uh, penalties. There was hardly any yellow flags. I think there was ten. There, there is only <clears throat> there is only two on the Cowboys, and last week there was six, and I think there was three on the Vikings. So it was yeah. pretty penalty free football. But it was early season days, but I feel like we had so many facts we could have had our own armada. So it's definitely been improving with the season, which is nice. Yeah, I think I think um, I think defensively we were good, but we weren't great. We sort of well, let's put it this way: we allowed twenty-eight points. Um, but yeah, they they need to turn up in those sort of games and and, and get get a bit of. Um, you know, hit Kirk Cousins a bit more. Oh, well, I feel with how, with how well we did stopping Barkley. I expected us to do a little bit better against against Cook, yeah. but we didn't. Well, yeah, we didn't be covering him as hard as we were covering Barkley. So we were really covering Barkley. So we weren't really covering Elder Cook. Simon Cook Cook finished the game on ninety-seven rushing yards and eighty-six passing yards. He was miles ahead of anyone else on that team. So it was literally just. Dalvin Cook that that, um, yeah. that defeated us, and we couldn't come up with any defense for it. We 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 just let him run all over us. <clears throat> but what we did for defense is we did not allow Kirk Cousins to hit big passes, and that's usually what he does. He doesn't. He's not going to get you seven or ten yards when he hits. He hits your 35, 30 yard passes all the time if he hits it. So we didn't. We didn't force Kirk Cousins to lose. We didn't, you know, we didn't create Kirk Cousins to lose the game. We in this in this instance, Kirk Cousins was almost just a game manager. But, Whenever he was in need, let's hand it to Cook or do a quick pass to Cook. That's all he did. Yeah, I understand that, but at a certain point, when when Cook's sort of on you for nearly two hundred yards total. When you've got Byron Jones and Chidobi Awuze was all over that field. He was great. Why don't you let him risk it? They only had Stefan Diggs. Let 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 him Mm -hmm. close it down a bit. Close the box. Let's stop Cook. Admittedly, that was that. You know, that must have been the tactic to begin with, but it wasn't working. So let's close Cook down. Let's dare him to throw, because that's where Kirk Cousin goes wrong. Is when he throws deep. So let's yeah, force him to yep. go deep. Let's, but then he used the tight ends quite a lot, and that, and that obviously helped in this game as well. Um, I'd, I'd put either a Jalen Smith and um, 
and Van Der Esch on those tight ends. And I'd, I'd you know, Byron Jones and Ouzier between them can cover the, you know, they can cover whoever they had. Let them risk it. It wasn't working to, with Cook. Let's let's yeah. transition. Let's change something up. Yeah. <laughs> Do, does anyone want to go into the Tavon Austin um, punt return? I can talk about that. I, I thought it was, from a play perspective, if the coaches actually gave him the order to do a fair catch, I think that is one of the dumbest things you could do because here's the thing. You got a limited amount on the clock. This, I mean, this is one of those things where you can get 10, 12 yards, and if it takes two, three, four, five seconds off the clock, it was worth it. You already won because now you got to go snap the ball. Get the play done. Make sure it's complete. And if that is complete, it continues the clock. And you don't have this way. You don't got to use a timeout right away. So I thought it was that was the one bad thing. I thought I was like, what are you guys thinking? Why would you do that? I did not agree with that at all. There was definitely twenty yards there at least. Yeah. The the one thing I've I've been kind of a Garrett. Okay, he's he's not that bad, but he's not that good either. But let's have everyone else around him is great. Garrett, in the last two days on his press conferences, has pretty much been throwing everyone under the bus. Yeah, he has. He has. He's like, I don't make any of the calls. Everybody else makes the calls. Yesterday, he threw Kellen Moore under the bus uh, on Monday. On Tuesday, he threw Tavon Austin under the bus by saying, he said, Kellen Moore has been making the play calls. So he's the one that chose to do the runs when we, 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 you know, we know that in the two minute drill, um, when you've got to win, Garrett should be called, you know, saying what's happening. Also, he was the one that said, um, he said, we certainly told Tavon not to run it, but we didn't tell him not to run it. This brings us back to last week, though, or the week before, wasn't it, Bill? When you said you think when Garrett's going to go, you'll know he's going to go because he's going to start throwing everyone under the bus. I think I did. And And here we are. It's classic classic head coach trying to pass the book. And let's hope that Jerry has enough about him, which he does, to say, yeah, you're not getting rid of any of these people around you. Yeah. One thing I want to point out, and I think it, I think a lot of fans, including us, do the same thing. When we win a game, we always credit, oh, Dak was amazing. Zeke was amazing. Coop was amazing. DeMarcus Lord. Not once, and I think this is across the board. Do at yeah. NFL, ESPN, yeah. see, all the analysts ever give credit to Jason Garrett when he wins? Yeah, you, no, across the board, nobody no. does that. Yeah, I know you're spot on there. You are spot on there, Robert. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's the classic thing. It's like um, over in England, like, you know, um, <laughs> uh, Andy Murray's only ever British when he's winning. It's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Like, it's, that's, just, that's just where we are and how we go with it. There's always people you blame when you lose and people you, you blame when you win. Um, and I think that's a valid point. Garrett's got to know his goosey's cook, though, hasn't he? Because what's Jerry going to do? You look around and you think, like, we've got Chris Richard, right? We've got Kellen Moore. Yep. Either of them can walk. Because Richard, for sure, has, has had head coach people sort of looking at him and thinking for a head coach. Mm. And 
Jerry's got to keep them and keep them happy. So who would you rather keep? Who would you rather keep? Chris Richard or would you keep Garrett as a head coach? Chris Richard for sure. It should be a no-brainer. So Garrett, Garrett. But I think I don't think you completely. I don't think you completely can Jason Garrett. Maybe have them. I don't know. Switch positions. Have Jason Garrett maybe do a role in another position. Another position. I've got it. I've got it. Right. Prediction for the next two weeks. Richard becomes head coach. Garrett goes to the Dolphins. I've called it. I've fucking called it. <laughs> it would be too disruptive at this point in the season when we're still top of the division to actually get rid of Garrett. I mean, if we're going to get rid of Garrett, we might have... Because we've got two weeks to not be top of the division. <laughs> Besides, I, I actually... Yeah, I mean, if, if we're going to get rid of Garrett... If we're going to get rid of Garrett, man, I mean, we might as well bring in uh, uh, Antonio Brown as the head coach. See what he's got to say. See how he would change things. I mean, that would make about that much T-O. sense. Yo, 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 for sure. I mean, he would, he would, he would bring popcorn down to the players. I, every time we mention Tio, I start counting in my head how long it is until Robert says popcorn. That was three. <laughs> well done, mate. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So the, oh, thing, the thing is, as much as as much as I'm gonna uh, whinge, and I'm I'm undoubtedly gonna whinge a bit more about that game. It was a really enjoyable game to watch, even at the end when we lost. It was really yep. enjoyable to watch. Yeah, and whilst there were mistakes, no. I wouldn't I wouldn't consider it a bad game. I wouldn't consider it a bad game. No. There was much, there was wrong bits, but it was a good game. And you're right, it was great fun. And the switching and swapping between the two teams was decent. Um, I think it was one of those, a couple a couple decisions, a couple play calls differently, and it would have gone the other way. Um, and it could very easily be Vikings fans having this conversation, unfortunately, though it's us having it. Um, definitely, you know, 100%. Oh, wow. Is anything else anybody wants to say about the Vikings game? Yeah, real, real quick, I want to uh, give a shout-out to Stephen Foster at uh, Lane Down the Law. He uh, showed... My friend and I, a super good time. He uh, took us to some different tailgates, introduced us to a lot of great people, phenomenal food. And yeah, I just wanted to say thanks again. And uh, if you get the chance, maybe check out his uh, podcast, Laying Down the Law. He's also on ESPN Radio. And uh, yeah, thanks again, Stephen, if you're listening. Yeah, man. Thanks, Stephen. And also, Steve, remember, at some point, we will also be in America. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Come out some American cuisine, bro. Boom, boom. <laughs> Maybe we should, we should tap him up as a guest one day. Yeah, definitely. That's a solid shout, actually. That, is a that would be great. That's a great idea, guys. That's the point, actually. We need to start talking about guests. We've had lots of authors. We say we do it. We're a few podcasts in. And we are now a few podcasts in. So we can start talking about it. Let's, let's, let's bring Dave in for the Patriots game. Oh, Dave for the Patriots. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> and what, we'll, have, we'll have everyone in for the Patriots game. Just come on in. <laughs> we should do like a live stream. <laughs> and the first half will be banter and the second half will just be the three of us crying in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go ahead and say it here first. 
we're going to win. We're going to beat the Patriots, and it's going to shock everybody. It's going to be one of those games that everybody expects the Cowboys to lose, like the Saints, and we're going to go in there and going to win. I think that's what's going to happen. Bold prediction. I said it first. We didn't win against the Saints, but yeah. (laughs) Later on in this show, we're going to do our our predictions for for the upcoming games, and spoiler alert, there's an L next to the Pats. I think, I, I, think I, I don't think we're going to win that one. I don't think that'll be across the board, but we will see. We will see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, um, oh, also, Bill, uh, not Bill, sorry, Robert, confusing the names. Robert, when you were over there, didn't you meet some of our Scottish brethren? I did, and I wish I would have caught his name. He was, I caught him at the DFW airport in the Emmett Smith sporting store, and yeah. It was a pleasure meeting you. Like I said, I yeah, forgot your name, but it was wonderful, wonderful meeting you. And a shout out to the two other uh, associates helping him out in the stars. Great meeting you guys also. I wish I would have caught your names too. But uh, if you're listening, I know I told you about it. Uh, here's your shout out. Yeah, say, say hi on Twitter and, uh, and add us on, at uh, UK Cowboys pod- Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, both show. Yeah, and at 10 Cowboys on Twitter, guys. Uh, we have the Facebook going now, and the Twitter is still going along. We're starting to come in. Uh, don't have loads of followers, but do have more followers than people we're following. So I'm happy about that. Uh, only by like two. <laughs> you know, I'll take two. I'll take it. Um, right, guys. Hang on. Let me just get my list up because I've had a few beers and I can't. <laughs> I know it's a Tuesday, guys, but if I bump is nine. <laughs> right. Oh, before we move on away from the Cowboys, we've not discussed Dak's dance moves. Oh, yeah. Now, for anyone who didn't see, um, they showed Dak warming up, and he was doing this great little number, flipping his hips, uh, had his headphones on, getting involved. And this has sprouted copious amount of memes. I've seen the Fresh Prince come up. My favourite video so far has been Shakira. (laughs) So you've got Shakira on stage. And Dak sidestepping in with her. It is a thing of beauty. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I love it. I Everybody love it loves it. it. It was great. Actually, to see that, I was I do a bit of Wing Chun and, and everything's in them hip motions. To, so so the coaching there, I'm, I'm very happy with. Mm. And the thing is, since then, we've seen a few players doing it. So it seems like uh, people were like, actually, that's... Idea, or maybe they're just showing it more. They've been doing it for years. Finally, it's getting some airtime. Um, but yeah, oh, love a bit of a hip movement. Not normally from that press spot, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I've had worse. Um, right. <laughs> um, right. We're going to start talking about things around the NFL then. Um, I'll start. Um, Lamar Jackson's touchdown, where he pirouetted um, and made. He just made the defense look stupid. And it was genuinely beautiful. What were you all saying? Lamar Jackson, the, the the game itself was was beautiful. Just just to mm. watch. I think that's the first time in a long time that three Heisman Trophy winners have been on the field at the same time on the same offense. And and what what Harbaugh did there was we said it last week. We're going to say it again this week. We'll say it again next week. Harbaugh is coach of the year so far. Uh, for what he's doing yeah. with Lamar Jackson, because um, as as much as as much as his natural athletic ability f- with with Jackson, you've also got to give the way the coaching it 
um, credit because <clears throat> they're really they're they're pulling a blinder. And 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 how good was the um, how good was the uh, getting the corner uh, trade? I can't even remember his name now. It was that good, um, but he's he scored another touchdown. Um, yeah, everything's going rosy at the Ravens. I'm 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 them to, to win to beat the Pats in the championship game. I think. Yeah, I I, I think so far through where we are now, I think the two teams to beat. Are the Ravens and the Seahawks? I think they are the teams to beat at the moment. Um, they both just look fantastic. Uh, did anybody catch the uh, Seahawks Niners game? I didn't. I, I did. That was. I saw the overtime. Overtime was incredible. I thought that uh, Russell Wilson was going to blow it, and he didn't. He kept it alive. He threw some unfortunate passes, but he uh, brought him back in overtime and uh, they won that game and it was all credit due to the number one MVP candidate Russell Wilson and with that on that uh, according to ESPN Dak Prescott is number five for overall conversation for MVP number, yeah. one, number one on the ESPN quarterback rating list for the for the season so far number two it's on the good. offensive leaders for the yardage He's he's having yeah. a, he's having a game, but haters still hate. Yeah, haters still hate. It's the Cowboys. The thing is, we we we've only just we're only just winning, aren't we? Um, but yeah, you can't blame all on Dak. Oh, Dak's just looking fantastic all season, isn't he? You know, I I caught uh, well, I caught like the forty minutes of the um, Seahawks Niners, and um, obviously everyone's going to talk about Wilson and that. But I have to say, shout out to both defenses. Um, just. They just brought it. Both offences brought it. Both defences brought it. It was an equal game on both sides. Just really good fun to watch. Competitive, fighting. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely banging. Boom, boom. Well, any other games you want to talk about, guys? It was one of them weeks, wasn't it? Every every game that you... I hate to have done an accumulator <laughs> at the bookies. <laughs> all that... All, yeah. Because every 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 game that you expected to go one way went the other. The Saints Saints took a beating from the Falcons. The uh, the um, everyone but the Bengals. The Bengals are still zero and eight. Uh, but but the Jets got another win over the Giants. Um, the one I love is Miami. Miami are now finding themselves in the in the sort of five to ten. Um, number of the picks. Are you driving off there, Rob? Have you, have you, <laughs> I think Bill Belichick's got him again. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, Miami is so bad, they fail at failing. I don't think so. I think I know what, exactly what's happening now. And I'm... So Ryan Fitzpatrick is now calling players meetings and he's going in and, he, and he's worked out that head office, not the coaches, I don't think it's the coaches, head office are the ones that want them to tank. And Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> has gone in and gone, hey, everybody, this is the exact plot to the film Major League. <laughs> we, only have, we only have one choice but to win everything, and they're going to make a run for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, now, wouldn't that be something? They find head coach, didn't they? 
Well, I don't think they should fight. The fight. The head coach knew what he was getting into. Mm. FYI, the the uh, Dolphins are that bad that Ryan Fitzpatrick is actually ninth on the ESPN um, season-long quarterback rating list. Ninth. No, no, is he? Yep, ninth. There's 32 QBs on this on this chart, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is ninth. The thing with Fitzpatrick, though, is he's one of those quarterbacks. He loses games. But when you need him, like, if 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 I if I was in a dangerous situation and I needed somebody <clears> just to turn up and bail me out out of nothing and I had to pick a quarterback, it would be between Fitzpatrick and Wilson. I and mean, they're the top two runners. I'd have a be like, well, I'm in a situation, boys. You know, I'm in a burning building. I'm going to die. One of you's got to come and save me or we're all going to die. They're the two I think I'd pick. They'd get in there, they'd kick ass, and they'd save my ass. Booties. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who it wouldn't be. It would definitely not be Cam Newton. He'd be like <laughs> to wear that Superman cape, but he ain't saving shit. Yeah. Cam Newton would be stuck side with a feathery boa hat on, being like, oh, what, what awful disaster. Oh, he died? Oh, if only there was a strong man who could have come and saved him. <laughs> oh, oh. Only Cam Newton would think opening a high-class cigar lounge in Carolina would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. They were on All or Nothing this year on Prime, and, and it followed the season, which, which failed dr- drastically at the end. But, yeah, Cam Newton's opened a business where he sells high-end cigars in a lounge for people to go in and smoke these cigars in the middle of Carolina. And, and they have... <laughs> And everything on the walls is just Cam Newton memorabilia. It's like I love my, I love my. If you if you if you don't like Cam Newton, then don't go in there. There's no reason. Even if no. it's it's just it's just like a. He might as well have just built a museum and called it the Museum of Cam, and and, and put everything he had in there and begged people to go in to see it. Right, cool. Anything else you wanted to say? Uh, there was one brilliant statistic that I noticed over the weekend, the Giants versus the Jets game. Saquon Barkley did nothing. In fact, Saquon Barkley did so little that he averaged 2.5 inches per run. Oh, <laughs> That's an, ama- <laughs> an amazing statistic for the best running back in the league. Uh, this, wow. is a, this is a podcast. You can't see me doing that parentheses thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow I mean I've averaged 2.5 inches my entire life but, <laughs> but, uh, I, but I'm not running back <laughs> I, I, I know it was the, the Giants offensive line but I'm fairly certain <laughs> given given four attempts I could do 2.5 inches per attempt um, I'll give you a couple of blue pills. I could probably get to three. So, <laughs> it, 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 oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's it, a cracking stat. That is. That is a cracking stat. Oh. <laughs> I, also, also, strangely, I, I for some reason I still think the Cowboys might spoil the the Eagles season at one point as well. Uh, the uh, Giants might spoil the Eagles season at one point. I don't know why. I just have that have that sort of inkling that the Giants could just pull an upset as well. Yeah, as as long as they beat the Eagles and not us, I just don't care. Um, I hope they do. <laughs> well, they're not going to beat us anymore because we 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 swept them, didn't we? 
That's it's not even actually look. What what are the Redskins doing right now? Like, like <laughs> I think I think they're um, they're having legal discussions um, as to, to to how they've dealt with Trent Williams. <laughs> I think uh, there um, there's two questionable things in the league at the moment. The fact that the Redskins medical team couldn't spot that Trent Williams had had cancer for about three years, and the other questionable one is brings us nicely to next week, whereby Ooh. the Lions had Matthew Stafford on their injury report for on Friday as questionable but then pulled him earlier in the game because they worked out that he'd probably had a broken back for about a week or two. <laughs> and it's, how, how do you miss that? How do you miss that? So, um, do you remember that old... Um, I can't remember his name. He's an old English you're, football You're about player. to bring up Bert Troutman, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. Bert Troutman snapped his neck and he played the rest of the game with a wobbly head. Yeah, he played <laughs> the game with a broken neck. He made saves. It was, I think that was the FA Cup. We're going into football, football, and not yeah, football. But, yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to Troutman. But it, these days... People like fall over because they think they've hurt their shit, and he played a whole game with a wobbly head. Yeah, you crack on, pal. What a legend! What a legend! <laughs> well, well, with a bit of luck, um, I don't think Matthew Stafford's going to be doing the Bert Troutman and still playing with broken back. I think he's he's down as questionable again. So I yeah. don't know how bad his back really is, but it's it's iffy. I know the league are, um, are are checking. You know, they're doing an investigation as to how how that's happened. Um, oh, yeah. and yeah. we'll probably get Driscoll I think his name is Jake Driscoll something like that um, who admittedly played an okay game I like his throwing action, I liked his passing but I can't see the Lions doing anything um, against us next week yeah. that's good and that's what we want They've got but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah you know what I've, this is I've I've been paying attention to certain things. I've been missing things. Both the things you mentioned then about the skins and the uh, Lions injuries, they've completely missed me. I did not. I've not heard either about any of those. I don't know how I missed that. Um, well, well, it's because that... neither team are relevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> One of my, by the way, big shout out to my mate Middleton who listens to the podcast. He's a Packers fan, but he'll appreciate that. Um, <laughs> big shout out, man. Oh, brilliant. Well, um, we should move on to uh, score predictions um, for for the Lions. Um, oh, and we still need to actually do uh, talk about the Cowboys and the Eagles um, games as well. I'll tell you what, we'll do that after we've uh, done score predictions for the Lions. Um, any keen listener will notice that Robert has disappeared. Um, he got abducted by aliens. Um, he might be back next week. Uh, he might not. Um, he might have an anal probe. We don't know. We will discuss this. Uh, but his prediction is that we are going to absolutely smash the Lions um, and that Zeke is going to have the comeback game of the century. We will see if it's right. We will see if it's wrong. Uh, I'm guessing you're saying we're going to absolutely pulverise them then, Bill. I genuinely can't see them doing anything. As uh, We say this when we said we played the Jets and we say this against other teams, but... The Lions just don't seem to have anything. Galladay, Galladay and Marvin Jones, yep, yeah, okay, they're fine. But they've got this little Driscoll throw into them. I think his name's Driscoll. That's how relevant he is. 
um, and and I just as 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 iffy as we've been at times, I just think this one's going to be a nice, easy one for us. We need a nice, easy one. We nice need a nice, gentle game to just get us get us warmed up for the for the real one of the Pats the week after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got Pats. Then we've got Rams. We've got some big. We've got Seahawks. We've got some big games coming up. And we haven't got the Seahawks. Oh, not oh, I've made that. <laughs> hey, to contradict you. No, we have we have the. I've, I've looked at this because uh, we got the Lions, the Pats, the Bills, the Bears, the Rams, the Eagles, the Redskins. Ah, Bears, Bills, Bears. That was it. I've, yeah. So, going into our um, our little segment, we were going to do uh, with Rob that had what wins and losses we have for the next games. Yeah. Um, now we mentioned it. I have us only losing against the Pats. Really? I'm kind of confident that the Bears aren't who the Bears ever have been. Mitch Trubisky's the worst quarterback that's playing at the moment because Marcus Mariota has been benched. <laughs> the, the Rams, the Rams. there was an amazing quote of the Rams-Pittsburgh game where the Pittsburgh defense was playing like a 1980s Pittsburgh defense, whereas the Rams offense was playing like it was in last year's Super Bowl. And that's why they lost. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great game. Yeah, so so I, I don't I don't think the Rams are going to be issue. I somehow think the Eagles could be an upset. Redskins, I think we'll do the Redskins. So I am literally putting us losing the the against the Pats, and that's only because my head says we probably will. My heart says mm, we have a chance. Yeah. What do you yeah. say? Um, I've, I've got us losing to the Pats, unfortunately, um, and I've never played. I'm all right. Um, I think as the season goes on, um, I think the Eagles have got a really easy schedule, um, and I think they're going to be in a flow of things. And I think we're going to be struggling. I think I hate to say it, but I think the Green Bastards are going to do us. The two teams I hate the most are the two teams I'm saying I think are going to beat us. Um, I get what you're saying with the Rams. Um, but I don't know. I just, I just, when I, I, I always have a bad feeling about the Rams. Um, I mean, I suppose I've got a pick, haven't I? Um, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say I think they're the three games we're going to lose. Um, Pats, Eagles, should, and Rams. Yeah, Pats, Eagles, and Rams. And I'm not, I'm not completely hopeful about the Bills. Um, but I don't want to say we're going to have four losses. Um, I, I, but the I, thing is. I think our defense is good enough to stop Josh Allen. Josh Allen has not shown that they can score consistently, whereas the Bills' defense is good, but it's not as good as the start of the season was. So I think it's still, <laughs> I think our offense can still get through it. Yeah, I just also think, obviously, with all the drama in the off season with Beasley and that, um, I think if Beasley decides to turn up and have a stormer, it's going to be against us. It would be I one just... of them games, wouldn't it? Yeah, it will just be one of the games. The Bills' defence will have the best game they've had in six weeks and Beasley will turn up and get three touchdowns. And I hate to say it, and I, and I doubt I am right, but I just have this inkling feeling that that's what's going to happen. There's, but there, I don't want to say we're going to lose four games, but um, there, I can see it. There's a thing about being a Cowboys fan. It's one of the greatest things in the world is being a Cowboys fan. And there is no feeling of elation and disappointment, but still 
enjoying yourself, that adrenaline surge. The fans, there's nothing quite like the fans of Cowboys fans. And yet, <laughs> the universe has this uncanny ability to screw us over at the worst possible time. And yeah. that's exactly what you're saying with the Beasley thing. Yeah. If karma was ever against the Cowboys, and it's probably something someone that Jerry Jones had killed. Um, <laughs> you, you, you know it's Surely probably happened. Sorry. The universe is against us just puts us in these perfect opportunities for rival fans who hate us all to make mm-hmm. fun of us. And the Jets... Yeah. The Jets' loss was one of those. The Jets, the Jets played like they were all Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they beat yeah. us. And they've never played like that again. Beasley, uh, Beasley mouths it off at, 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 as he as yeah. he leaves that the, the, the Bills are a better team than the Cowboys, and we all fight back, but everyone has a little giggle in our expense. And now we, yeah, I, I agree with you. That could be one of them moments that just bites us in the ass. Just feel it. Do you know what has happened? Marcus Lawrence needs to call Beasley out, even though he, he shouldn't technically be too close to him. But he needs to call him out. And then, because when Tank calls people out, generally they do get hit a lot. And that would that would level up karma as well, wouldn't it? It'd level up the karma a bit. Maybe yeah. that's what we need. Tank, if you're listening, call Beasley out. <laughs> get a woozy A on him. I don't care. Like, <laughs> just let's, let's call the bastard t- t- out. Tell him that he looks like a midget musketeer or something. <laughs> oh, what was that? Um, do you remember Albert, the Fifth Musketeer? It was a cartoon that used to be on. At this point of the podcast, Bill and Ben had completely forgotten that they were having a podcast and just started rambling bollocks. So, if you don't want to hear random bollocks, feel free to sign off now because there is nothing of any valid information that you need to know. Thank you and good night. And he was this tiny little short dude with curly blonde hair. That is Cole Beasley. I never realised that. 10 out of 10. <laughs> He's Albert, the fifth musketeer. Oh, Albert. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so... That's what that's good for, for old kids growing up in England. <laughs> like most people probably won't get that reference. So oh, the, the beauty of this karma that we have coming up is that the Eagles play the Pats this weekend, and that's a that's a that's a a win win game. If the Eagles beat the Pats, then we can point at the Pats fans and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and if the Pats beat the Eagles, then they beat the Eagles. Hey, we're at top of the division. They've got the Seahawks but, after that. The Eagles have the Seahawks after that, and I can't see them beating the Seahawks. After Eagles under Seahawks. See, I've been looking at both the schedules. That's why I'm getting confused. Yeah. But no, I can't see them in the Seahawks. I, I mean, obviously we're a long way off it, but um, I think Seahawks, Seahawks are gonna gonna win the division. Uh, the, yeah. They could win I the think. division if you look at the if you look at their their schedule. It's a little bit easier than the 49ers schedule. I I would be um I, I like that one as a shout. Yeah, but like I, I did a little. Uh, I do a pick six hacker every week, and I was one of about six people in this group of sixty that were like Seahawks and the Forty Niners. I just knew it. I just 
I can't. I think they've got to the stage now. I can't unless they want to lose. You know, get close to the end of the season. I I can't see them losing. They're just looking great. Wilson's on form his life again. Um, so we spoke about him the other week. Um, they just they they've come out fine. Their defense is showing up now. Their defense looks great against the Niners. It looks great, but it looks great in the same way that our defense looked pretty good against Minnesota. It wasn't. If you look on the stat sheet, they're not getting sacks. They're not getting the turnovers, but they're yeah. getting they're getting the results. Yeah, they really are. So. Yeah. Oh, it was, oh, it was just great to see. And then obviously Clowney was a beast. Um, old. Uh, Oh, Sherman not playing for the 49ers now as well. It's always nice to see. Yeah. I'm just giving it beans. But we gave him a shout out the other week as well, didn't we? We did give him a shout out for being a bell end. (laughs) (laughs) We need to do that, actually. We need to have weekly. Oh, bell end of the week. Bell end of the week. (laughs) Bell end of the week. That's happening. Oh, no, no. We need to have bell ends because. Tom Brady will always be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Honorary mention. He's in the ring of honour. Yeah. He's won the MVP. He's won the, he's won the Super Bowl MVP. He's, he's got another the, bloody ring. Tom Brady in uh, the brown ring of honour. In the brown ring of honour. Oh, we did mention the Browns this week, actually. But anyway, we'll talk about that again well, there's, sometime. There's a team for the Bellens, too. Yeah, you know. You know. My, I've got a friend as well. He... He was always, he wasn't a massive NFL fan, but he was like, he's, he's a favourite fan. He was always a Ravens, kept buying the Ravens. Like, you know, he didn't have a jersey or nothing, but he was a Ravens fan. And then he went over to America last year um, and stayed with his friend in Cleveland and then went to a Browns game. And they bought him a Browns jersey and he went, you know what, I'm a fucking Browns fan. And we were like, mate, you're a fucking Ravens fan. He was like, nah, I've always had a soft spot for the Browns and I've been to a game. Do you know what I mean? I've been to America. I'm going to pick them on your glory and ambassador. He's like, well, we're going to win the Super Bowl. We're doing great this year. Looks like we'll be fantastic. And then as soon as the season started, we've been like, oh, you sure you dropped the dropped the Ravens for the Browns, did you, mate? And he's like, <laughs> oh. He's got a jersey now and everything. He thought he was being glory hunting and he has completely fucked himself in the arse. That's, that's why you never switch teams, people. That's you the, never switch teams. Of the two teams to switch against, that's probably the worst as well because the Ravens were the Browns at one point. The Brown, yeah, yeah. the Ravens were the Cleveland Browns. They immediately left Cleveland and won a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's like there's, there's a bit of hate there uh, due to that. But uh, yeah, no. No, you shouldn't be. A, you should never be a Browns fan for Glory Hunting. You certainly shouldn't be a Pats fan for Glory Hunting. Mayfield. I went to a game at the end of the season. Like, um, I mean, I kind of get it going. In the UK, we don't get to see a lot of American football. I kind of get it, but also, nah, man, you just don't. You don't neglect your team. I've been to America once, and um, uh, the only I went to my friend's wedding. And the only NFL stadium, I didn't go in it, I'm not a dickhead, but the only NFL stadium that I have set my eyes on is the Philadelphia ah, fucking Just Only one thing. And it, and, it like, and, it, and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Um, but also when I went over there, like I was into American football, but I, I you know, and I, I watched Cowboys games and that, but I wasn't, I mean, this was ooh, 10 years ago or so, like I'd only been into it for a little bit and I wasn't, fully aware of all the rivalries. So there's me walking around Philadelphia in a, in a Cowboys top, not even realising it was oh, a problem. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> literally, 
luckily I'm a big guy, so I didn't really get in any trouble. But a few people were like saying things. I was like, oh, I didn't realize how big the rivalry was, you know, at that stage of, you know, 10, 12 years ago. So, yeah, hilarious. It's a, it's a bad rivalry, and there's the worst city in the world for it. The, Philadelphia is like the, the entire city's in the purge, but they only have one day off a week, um, a year. This, it's like... <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. It's like, t- today's oh. Christmas Day, we'll stop. Actually, no, Christmas Day doesn't count because they boo Santa, don't they? So, yeah. I mean, they're a team that can win a Super Bowl and basically destroy their own city. Um, they're just nasty people. Um, oh, oh, horrible. And I, I've spent time there, so it's the only thing I can, I can talk about. Like, I know, horrible people. Also, went to New York, home of the Giants. Booed, horrible people, didn't like it. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, I need to go to Washington now so I can talk crap about them as well. Um, and if I have a bad time in Texas, I'll just keep quiet. Uh, <laughs> you won't have a bad time in Texas. No, I won't. I won't. Oh, I can't wait. I want to do a road trip around America. Man. Oh, road trip. Catch a bit of football, bit of baseball, bit of basketball. Eat lots of crap and be a bit of a balloon. Anyway, we are digressing very massively. Um, so all in all, we're going to smash the Lions. And um, I reckon we're going to lose four of our next games. I'm saying four now. I'm going with it because I just feel like the Cole Beasley Bills thing is going to happen. And you're saying one. I'm saying one. Okay. I'm being, I'm, right. being, I'm being confident. I'm very rarely confident, but I'm being confident. I so hope I'm wrong. I completely hope I'm wrong on this. Um, we should put a pint on it. If it is four or one, then I owe you a pint or vice versa. And I hope. Deal. Hope I owe you one, sir. <laughs> right. Well, pleasure, Bill. Um, Robert, if you can hear us in that distant interstellar planet, mate, we hope you're all right. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. UK Cowboys podcast on Facebook, 10 Cowboys on um, Twitter. Hit us up, send us questions, give us abuse. Love, love. See Cheers. you later, people. Thank you. Peace.